Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, scene. You're in your house doing the dishes. Okay. Doing the dishes, I'm doing my dishes. Washy, 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 I'm washing my dishes. Oh no! Oh no! How's it going? It's your boy, Harry. I'm seeing a Bigfoot, but I'm hearing Cosby, <laughs> and I'm very unsure what's going on. Yeah, yeah, it's possibly not good for me to adapt his catchphrase into mine, seeing as he. Uh, Anyway, hi, how's it going? I'm in your house, by the way. Nice place. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. Hey, is this a deer head? Let me rip that out for you. No, what? No, don't rip out my deer head. I shot it myself. I'll shoot you in a minute, you stupid. <laughs> oh, rude. <laughs> Big foot, more like rude foot. Ha <laughs> ha, gotcha. Hey, you're mighty Harry. 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 That's a terrible name. Can I have literally any other name? <laughs> nope, you're named Harry now. I like how you've just instantly brought that up as now I'm named for no reason whatsoever. I sure hope that doesn't happen in the film as well. Hey, um, you're kind of ugly. Whoa, man, that's kind of rude. <laughs> Your mom's kind of ugly, but I didn't tell you that. <laughs> And hello, welcome to Oldie But A Goodie. <laughs> welcome to Oldie But A Goodie, we review old movies. And this week we've got a doozy of an old movie from 1987. It's everyone's favourite, Harry and the Hendersons. That's right, your name is Zach, my name is Sandro. I thought, my name's Harry, oh, what do you mean? Oh, fuck off Harry, no one wants you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's rude. Is this the first proper kids film we've done this year? I think it might be. You could debate that, like, uh, The Gate was a sort of kids That's true. horror. That's like, true. It was, it was, it was uh, like, a 13-year-old mm. kid, you know. It was early teens sort of thing. And you had seen this before, right? When you were, were a kid, I'm assuming. Yes. I've seen this before. When I was, like, seven, six. I don't remember... All I remembered very distinctly was that he could talk. Ah. And I was very disappointed for most of this film. And then it ended and I was like, oh, that's why I thought he could talk. (laughs) (laughs) That could be it. Or maybe you watched the TV show version from the 90s. Maybe. Oh, no. I don't know, but I don't want to look it up. No, me neither. I literally put it in my notes. Sequels, there's a TV show. I am never looking this up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, But yeah, like, first impressions, though, returning to this. What did you think? Did you have a fun time? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was was a time that I had watching Mm. this film um, with, with this shenanigans going on. I definitely uh, dislike it a lot more than I remember. Uh, well, I 
like I liked it as a kid. I was like, okay. Yeah. I wasn't big on it. Ha, big, big, big foot footed on it. On yeah. It. Yep. Yeah. Jokes. A comedy podcast. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, it's definitely more enjoyable as a kid. Now that I'm an adult, yep. just watching it, yep. there was a lot of painful scenes that I yeah. found painful. That's my um, issue with it, was, um, surprisingly enough, this is a normal movie, I think. I was expecting it yeah. to be, like, Mac and Me levels of, what the heck is this piece <laughs> yeah, of garbage? Yeah. But no, it's it's kind of normal. It's relatively normal, except for the, um, except for Harry himself. Yeah, who's... except for anyone thinking that the d- design of Harry was a good idea for a kid's movie. <laughs> yeah, who is slightly horrific. But the problem with it being a normal kids movie is I was writing it as I was watching it. Nothing surprised me. And I got kind of bored after about half an hour. Yeah, I got bored as well. Yeah. There you go. I'm glad you also got bored because I I got sort of bored halfway through. It came back at the end with Mm. a few of the the twists at turns. But yeah. Yeah. It wasn't as... It was crazy as I remember. No. It wasn't. Mm funny well like there were jokes and they were good but it wasn't like so bad it's funny it was just like okay yeah that that's the most disappointing thing when something isn't so bad it's good yeah and it isn't good it's just in the middle it's just like oh that was okay that was all right which is a shame but also probably a good thing yeah in the long run yeah very very middle of the road which is surprising yeah i thought it'd be so bad it would be good that's Mm. what i thought it would be same there's some moments there's some moments that i like i I definitely uh am still like positive on this movie i think okay but it's like a 55 percent. yeah 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 wow that's pretty close to a score that we will talk about soon uh, but before then, we got to plug our Patreon, because we are Patreon guys now, and sorry, but... Hate boys. The thing with signing up for Patreon is you've got to always plug your Patreon. Yes, it's in the blood contract that they'll make you sign. Uh, if you sign up to the Bad Porridge Club for, um, it's five US dollars a month, you get two bonus episodes, upwards of two bonus episodes, sometimes we do new movie reviews, but we're back in lockdown, so that's not happening anytime soon. Woo! Uh-huh. Uh, but this week, uh, well, no, last week's bonus episode was American Ninja 2, the confrontation about a bad guy who brainwashes soldiers into becoming ninjas. We didn't mm. watch the first one, we just watched the sequel, and our thoughts are up now on Patreon. Yeah, you can go check those out. It was a movie, I can guarantee that. Uh, yeah, but for this week, though, uh, how we do it is we look at all the films that came out during the week, and you pick one and you watch it. Your other options for this week, other films that were released for the first week of June in 1987, were these. There were some good ones, including Benji the Hunted, uh, which was a live-action movie from Disney about a dog who's got to survive in the wilderness. Mm. And it looks wholesome and cute. Yeah, which now I kind of regret not picking, but um, it's a classic case of grass is greener, you know? Yeah. But also, we needed to watch Harry and the Henderson. <laughs> There's no way we weren't. Oh, he's got to, like, he's got to, like, protect some cougar kittens. Aww. Uh, your other options were Cyclone, a woman must keep the ultimate motorcycle from falling into the wrong hands. I'm going to look that movie up right now and just see how ultimate this motorcycle is, because I don't know about you, but I'm doubting yeah. the ultimate of the motorcycle. What, what, is it just like a really fast motorcycle? It's a, oh, it's like a Robocop motorcycle. Okay. It's all chrome. Okay. I don't mean to question 
the validity of this movie, but is this like a technology thing where like someone's developed the ultimate motorcycle and they've got to keep it away from the baddies so they don't develop an equally fast one? Like, yeah, like just patent it. And then if it's super fast and other things like just speed away. I kind of want to watch this. There are lasers coming out of the motorcycle. You also had the Untouchables, which I genuinely do want to watch, uh, which is a group of special agents who have to take down Al Capone. Mm. And finally, Wolf's Hole, which was a Czechoslovakian movie about uh, 11 teenagers who go to a skiing camp, but the camp supervisors are like, there were only meant to be 10 teenagers, so one of them is probably a murderer. Surely that's very easy to go... Hey, this person wasn't invited, right? Maybe. Unless they're each individually sent there? Who knows? I don't know. You would think that there would be paperwork. You're right. You're right. Yeah, like any amount of paperwork with just their names of who's allowed to be there. Mm. And then boom, that solves this murder case. Send this boy to jail. That's true. Anyway. No, it still sounds kind of fun though. Oh yeah, it sounds fun. I'm just saying, it also sounds very stupid. That's true. Which doesn't necessarily take away from said fun. Speaking of that Uh, concept of films, Harry and the Hendersons! It's me! This is what I remembered his voice being, but he didn't actually speak until, spoilers, the very end. Alright, this was released June 5th. It's co-written, co-produced, and directed by William Deere, who also directed 1994's Angels in the Outfield, which is one of the better baseball movies of all time. He also did this movie called Santa Who, which is about Leslie Nielsen as Santa. I'm already on board just from that casting. Uh, He's got to figure out who he is after he gets amnesia. What? Santa. (laughs) Wait. With amnesia. And so, presumably, he's Santa, right? But he has... Oh, my God. That is very... That is... Very silly. I I rather love that. Does he do the Santa thing where he just starts growing fatter around December for no reason? Um, like I don't know. I would assume that if he is already Santa, that it doesn't follow Santa Claus rules. It's just like there is a Santa. All he wants for Christmas is his memory back. Wow. Well, that's that's kind of dark. Uh, for the cast of this movie, we'll start with Harry. Let's start with Harry. Uh, the guy in the Bigfoot suit is called Kevin Peter Hall who is also the guy in the suit for Predator. Nice! Good on him. Yeah, same guy. Equally as horrifying. <laughs> yeah. He was in a sitcom <laughs> called Misfits of Science, which was a Courtney Cox superhero show before she was cast in Friends. So he does do some out-of-character suit work, so that's cool. Uh, for the puppeteering, lead puppeteer is Rick Baker, who has worked on American Werewolf in London, he worked on The Exorcist, he worked on Tron... Uh, Men in Black, Gremlins, and the first Star Wars as well. Mm. The voice for Harry is Fred Newman, who's done voices with the Muppets. Uh, I think he voiced some Gremlins and also was in Grand Theft Auto 2. So that's a a thing. Oh, good on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The voice where he had one line. (laughs) How much... How much was he paid for that, I wonder? Oh, there was some, like... So he did... Oh, he did all the screaming? He probably did the screaming. He probably did the laughing. yeah, yeah, Then he had tons of work. Yeah, sorry. I didn't even think. Yes. Because when you say, like, the voice, you know, Mm. I think of when he actually spoke. I didn't think of when he screamed like (laughs) a police siren. Yes. Uh, We'll get there. For the humans, we've got John Lithgow playing... Daddy Henderson. 
Daddy Henderson. <laughs> he's good. He's in heaps of stuff, uh, so I'll only mention the films we've reviewed that he's been in, and that is just Footloose and The Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai Across the Eighth Dimension. Did I just want to say that title of the film again? Yes, I did. Yes. That's why I brought it up. Correct. But he's a great actor. He is. I feel like everything he's in, he's he's very animated. His his like frown, <laughs> yes, is 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 very iconic. He's incredible in this though. Like he's really good. He brings it. Yeah, yeah. Mummy Henderson is played by Melinda Dillon, uh, who was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Good movie. She's in that. Oh. The kids aren't in anything else. I couldn't find anything about the kids. So we'll move on to Jacques Lafeur, who is the hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly didn't realise he was meant to be like a bad French... <laughs> I said, I, I, I know he had an accent, but I didn't realise how, thing to the very end where he went, sac de bleu. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, right. He's a, a French, right. Okay, that's the yep. accent. Right, yep. got it. So he did such a good job in the role of Jacques Lafeur, uh, this guy called David Suchet, that uh, he went on to play Praro for three decades. Wow. And finally, we've got M. Ellett Walsh playing Daddy Henderson's daddy. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Oh. We saw him last year in Missing in Action, that Chuck Norris film that we did. I was surprised he didn't get a third scene where he, like, apologises to his son mm. for, you know, doing all these things. Nope, he's just a piece of shit to have. <laughs> he is. The whole film. He is. Doesn't even get a redemption arc. Uh, this film's got 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score is 54%. Uh, critics were saying that Lithgow was great, but they were like, this is very similar to E.T. Yeah, it does It does give off big E.T. vibes. It won an Oscar for Best Makeup, though. Yeah, I mean, the effects are pretty good. Yeah. It also cost $10 million. It's time for you to guess how much it made in the American box office. Box office? The box office. Because I think it, it made a lot, is what I think it made. Mm. But how much a lot? Mm. I'm thinking, I don't know, 250 mil. It made 50 million. Ah, oh, 50. Wow, that's a yeah. lot less than I thought it did. Yeah. Still a chunk. How much How much did it cost? 10 million. So it made Ten. enough. So it made 40, 40 mil. Yeah. 40 mil's still pretty good. It's definitely yeah. better than enough. Because I feel like a lot of people that are nostalgic for this movie probably would have watched it on TV, I think. This might be a TV mm, film. Yeah, this is definitely a TV film for sure. I think that's where I watched it. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the taglines. There's three of them. You've got to pick your favourite tagline. Which voice do you want me to do the taglines in? Uh, do it in the French accent. Ah, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not good at French at all. <laughs> I, I, I noticed. According to science. No, I hate it. I hate it. I'm not doing it. I refuse. Do it, do it in a sexy French accent. Ooh la la. No, because I can't get the inflections right. I know la which la. like tone of voice to do, but I just can't get the... Um... Mon dieu. Science has told us... <laughs> I don't know. I can't, say, I can't see the things, but yeah. I'll do it in this voice, though. All okay, right. yep. I hate that. According to science, Bigfoot doesn't exist. That's the first tagline. Wait, that's it? Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank you, taglines. Also, what's this weird condescending science tagline? Yeah. 
Whoa, science so dumb. They don't even know that Harry exists. The second one is, when you can't believe your eyes, trust your heart. What? What? That makes no sense. What? They clearly see him. They do believe their eyes. Eventually, they come around to that fact. That's the point. Yeah. At what point do they have to believe is their heart? Never. That makes no sense. I hate that. It's a bad one. The fourth one's... Uh, the third one's kind of funny, though. Okay. He wasn't invited, but he's not an intruder. He's not exactly a friend, but he's becoming part of the family. <laughs> okay, yeah, I like that it's one. not bad. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, at least that one, you know, intrigues me somewhat into this movie. Yeah. Instead of making... Dumb statements. There's definitely some better tap, like just straight off the top of my head. Great tagline is, "He's coming for dinner." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's jump into the synopsis then. So, starting us off, I've got to set the scene for everyone. We're in a, a lovely, serene forest, and there's trees, there's birds chirping, there's there's sunlight glistening through the treetop branches. Rays of sunlight down. There's there's loads of uh, little animals scuttering along the the forest floor. Then we hear as a large creature plods its way through the forest. We 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 see these people uh, going back to what uh, appears to be their campsite. Yes. Then it cuts to. And then we get to the campsite and we see this girl. She turns around. She screams because her 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 brother's holding a rabbit. It's a very confusing intro. I love how enthusiastic they are and how American this film feels just immediately. Oh, because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get it. It's, it's it's like a theme later on where it's like. Oh, shooting's actually bad, and I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Because this <laughs> this film really starts off very pro shooting <laughs> things, as it has this kid like, "I got my first blood, yeah, my first kill. I've got a taste for it. I can't wait to murder more animals and eventually build my way up to humans." Am I right, everybody? <laughs> and I was that like, kid, oh, okay. that kid has like the strongest like one eighty I've ever seen in a movie, where he goes from I'm gonna kill everything to i love animals yeah uh well yeah that's first off it's it's full-on child acting and i hate it so much it's pretty bad (laughs) to be honest awful i hate it uh because he has that stupid child nasally voice and all his lines are super stupid yeah oh i liked the one where um they're in the car and the sister's like i'm feeling sick because of all the rabbits and he says pull over dad she's gonna launch (laughs) (laughs) laughed at that oh yeah he says this line which i i absolutely hate and is back off sarah it was him or me About the rabbits. Oh, yes. And I was like, no! No, it wasn't! That's such a dumb line. Uh, thankfully, uh, the movie's quite anti-hunting for fun, which is good. Yeah, it starts off very pro to establish that these characters are very pro. Yeah. And then it's revealed, hey, 
Harry doesn't like you murdering creatures. He's a gentle giant. He's a vegetarian, that sort of thing. And uh, then they learn not to, you know, shoot things. And it's whole, you know, the whole thing is everyone wants to shoot Bigfoot. Mm. And they're all like rabid animals, that sort of thing. It's very, it's very anti-shooting. Yeah. Which I thought was good. I thought it was good. I was like, oh, that's, that's good, you know? Yeah. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. I, um, yeah, um, look, it's a very over-the-top intro. Mm. And, like, straight away, they drive into Harry as well. They're going back from camp, and then they just go crash into Harry. There, there is the opening credits. Um, oh, yeah. We see a lot of scenery and a lot of animals just nearly getting run over, um, which I thought was very funny. That this guy's just speeding. He, he speeds through the wilderness, literally just misses a deer, mm. and after that still doesn't slow down. His wife tells him to slow down, and he doesn't. He literally doesn't put on sunglasses, even though the glare is blinding. We yeah. see that. And there's yeah. animals. It's like he's like perfectly set himself out to hit something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it is 100% his own fault. And I feel like his car getting wrecked isn't enough punishment. For that sort of reckless driving. Yeah. Yes, well, driving, it is the yeah. 80s, though. Like, back then, you didn't need a seatbelt. You can drink and drive. It's not as bad as it is now. What do you mean, as bad as it is now? Oh, it's... No, it's still pretty terrible. He almost kills a dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it isn't bad as it was back then. You... It's 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 so bad nowadays. You can't do anything fun in the car yeah, anymore. Oh. It's all illegal. I can't even do drugs and... <sighs> run guns anymore it's all illegal now oh, it's so boring pc gone mad i tell you what <laughs> i like their conversation they have where they talk about his gun and how he, the dad corrects them that it's a rifle not a gun <laughs> rifle, not a gun yeah but but the the mum correctly points out that if it shoots it's a gun mm. and i i agree with her it a gun. You don't need to specify it's a rifle. Exactly. It's a type of gun. Anyway. They hit Harry. They hit Harry. Harry's walking across the road and they hit Harry. And uh, the dad's like, ooh, what's this? And he grabs his rifle. He goes up and inspects everything. The kid's in the backseat being like, it's dead. You can still shoot it though. Yeah, yeah. Which is honestly, uh, I'm not sure why he doesn't shoot it. Seeing as he's so gung-ho at the start. Well, because at first I think it's a bear. Yeah. Right? Which you would shoot. You would shoot if it was a bear. 100% you would. Yeah, yeah. Like, especially you don't want to approach it that close. Mm. I feel like he, he should have been mauled as well. And I'm very disappointed with the the amount of uh, mm. backlash this dad doesn't get for it's his true. stupid decisions. Then, then the dad notices that it has, like, fingers... And then he's like, oh my god. It's gonna kill you, her. Then it's gonna kill <laughs> me. It's gonna kill me. Um, but yeah. I don't know why I didn't think it was a gorilla at first. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I was surprised at. I wrote that down as well. I was like, he sees the, like, the human-ish hand, but the sort of skin on it is like gorilla skin. So I don't know yeah. why he's not like, it's a gorilla. Because like, we don't see Harry's face at this point. Yeah, and the mum clearly states beforehand that it could be a gorilla. Yeah. So I don't know why he doesn't presume, but then I guess they it's too big to be a gorilla. I guess so. So so they all come over to have a look. The kid's the like, kid... <laughs> yeah, you've got the same part. <laughs> Go on. Holy shit! That's a f- <laughs> fucking huge brain! 
He's motherfucking huge. <laughs> oh, sorry for swearing. <laughs> the dad's like, it's okay. I was, I was looking for the right words. You're right. This, this, this thing is an ugly bastard. Chick, chick. Yep. <laughs> and they kill Harry. That's it. That's the end of the movie. Bit short. So he's going to sell it to a museum or something because he thinks Harry's dead. So they uh, they tie it to the roof of the car. Classic stuff where you tie a giant thing that you haven't even shot yet. Mm. Like if you if you're gonna do this, potentially endanger your family. You, I'm definitely putting a bullet in its skull. Okay. Look, I've already think it's dead, right? I'm just double making sure, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His dad is very stupid, is what. Oh, I'm saying. he is. He is. There's that classic thing where Harry wakes up and roars into the window, and they're like, ah! So they slam on the brake, and yep. then he flies off and gets hit, knocked unconscious again. Yeah. I, I, how how does the dad miss the fact that this thing's alive twice? He messed up once, which is mm. shame, shame on well, me. Second time, shame on the dad. Yeah. Well, does he think that there's no pulse, or does he think that it's not breathing? What does he check? He checks one of them. I can't remember which it is. He he checks both. Okay. Breathing and a pulse. And still messes it up. Yes, he says he's cold as, as dirt. He's not breathing. He has no pulse. Well, he clearly missed the pulse. Mm. Obviously, he's still breathing. Mm. So, well, I cannot believe this dad... This dad is really bad at identifying if something is dead or not. Especially seeing as he's meant to be a hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's meant to be hunted all his life. He literally works... For his dad, who who runs this hunting lodge. Yeah. This gun shop sort of thing. Um, they tie Harry back up to the top of the car and they go home uh, and they all head to sleep. Classic. You, you head home, you're like, oh man, so tired. Let's leave this decomposing corpse on top of our car and go to bed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, daddy wakes up. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm calling him. Yep, he wakes up uh, in the middle of the night. And hears some rumbling in the kitchen, so he goes and investigates, and Harry ain't dead. Harry drinking milk. Mmm, Harry like the milk, daddy. <laughs> then, uh, he panics, Harry panics, all, everyone else comes in, um, yes. and the mum's solution to the situation is to pull out some aerosol, some, some... Uh, lovely smelling spray. Yes. Because Harry stinks. Yep. Uh, but Harry also likes the smell of the spray. I guess. Um, it's a weird scene because it goes from scary yep. giant thing in the kitchen screaming at everyone to smelling yep. some lovely scents. Yeah, and also Harry, also Harry chases the dad. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe Harry was panicking. We don't ever know Harry's intentions ever. No. But in this, it seems very weird because he, like, grabs the dad as well. So what, what what does he intend to do? He's a gentle giant. We know that, right? Mm. So what, what is he just, like, mad at him, I guess? When does he... Because there's points as well... He does run him over twice. Yeah, he did run him over. That That's true. There are points when Harry gets, like, a goofy face as well. Was that in this? I, I feel like he puts on a goofy face at some point in this scene. He does put on a, a goofy face when um the spray happens, because he's yeah. like, ooh, spray. He also, just, he also just goes from angry to, like, meek 
mm. throughout this as well. Like he he does varied faces. Yeah, he doesn't do a particularly like goofy face. I feel, but he does varied faces. Yeah, they don't really establish. There's not a consistent sort of temperament that I think Harry has in this film. Like, at some points he's acting no. like a human watching TV, at other points he's, like, very much an animal. Yeah. At some points he's terrifying. Yeah, no, no. Well, I think that TV is just a bad a bad scene because he's, he's far too human in that. Yeah. But for the rest of it, he, he's like a child, I would say. I did like when he eats the daughter's corsage and she just tells him off for eating it. She goes off. Uh, and then also, I think probably my favourite scene, just from like a, that makes a lot of sense and it's quite well done, is when he sees the deer trophy hanging on the wall. Mm. And he's like, oh, I'm going to pat the deer. Oh, it's cold. I'll go look on the other side of the wall. There's nothing there. Okay, I'll punch a, <sighs> I'll punch a hole through the wall. Maybe it's in the wall. Oh, no. Oh, no. Where's the rest of the deer? That was a really good, like, series of visual yes. kind of storytelling. It was well done. Yeah, it was... It was. We could see, like, there was no words, but we could see his logic mm. going through all of this. First, he checked the deer. Then he checked the back. Then he's like, where's the back? I'm going to punch the wall, find the back. <laughs> oh, there's no back. I'm upset. Yes. This deer is dead. Because yes. he doesn't like um, unnecessarily dead things. Well, okay, this is the point of the film that I'm confused about. Obviously, this is an anti-hunting movie. That's great. Uh, I think that's yep. good. No matter what part of that topic you fall on, I think it's a pretty good thing to teach kids that you shouldn't just go around killing things. Yeah, well, well, yeah. I'm, I'm taking devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. It's it's maybe not shooting everything unnecessarily. It's it's taking gun control, hunting you know? for sport. I think as well. No, no, no. But I mean, like uh, the kid hunts rabbits and other things. That's fine because you're gonna eat that that sort of thing. You're gonna survive sometimes. But the point is that uh, Bigfoot himself is displayed as a horrible creature, but is actually a really nice one. So you should go, uh, you know. Jumping at the first thing to gun, you should learn about things, do your research, that sort of thing, and then you can shoot Bigfoot. The part that confused me, though, is the vegetarian aspect of this movie, because that's almost, well, like, it's the 80s, so it's used as, uh, as a joke, but he also eats fish, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's pescatarian, actually, and they don't say that during the film, because it was coined in the early uh, 1990s. Mm. Which is in three years. Okay. But uh, if they if they were to use it, they uh, they, they would have called him Prescatarium. But yeah. the word hadn't been used properly. That makes a bit more sense, yeah. Um, so, Daddy's got the gun, got the rifle, aimed at Harry's head, point blank, gonna pull the trigger. But then he sees Harry, bit sad. Yeah, he's like, oh, don't shoot me, man. I'm just kind of sad about all these animals that are dead, you fucking murderer. <laughs> And Daddy's like, okay, I'll let you live. And then through very messy editing, yep. Harry jumps off yep. the house down into the backyard to bury a mink shawl, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they, they grandma's shawl. Yeah. And then um and then uh the mother's like, Oh no, that's the ferret shawl thing. Mm. And then all the family looks at her and is like, What? I didn't I didn't kill the animals the hunter killed the animals 
Uh, Grandma didn't kill the animals. I had to to then sell their corpses to us. (laughs) Because, of course, it's very anti-hunting. Their Snoopy next-door neighbour wants to come over. She is so annoying. That's the worst trope. Fuck me. I hate this character. Also, it's daytime now? Yeah! It's so weird, because we see the scene where the neighbour is outside knocking on the, on the door, and it's night time, then they open the door, and it's daytime. Really? Do we see her in the dark? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I we do. See, I don't think we saw her till she o- we opened that door. There's an outside shot of her, um, maybe looking through a window? And it looks like it was nighttime. It might not be. I might have to go back. But I was kind of thrown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was definitely something where, like, they were up all night. Yeah. Anyway, so what they do, instead of having the embarrassment of showing Nancy that they have a, a, a Bigfoot, they trap their child in the basement with this monstrous creature that they know nothing about. Yep. They don't know he's vegan yet. No. They don't know he's a presbyterian. So they could, well-being, uh, leaving their small child in the hands of this giant creature as it potentially eats their child, murders and eats their child, while they're appeasing the, uh, the, the neighbour. And uh, I wrote down, if the child had died, I would have rated this a goodie of a movie. <laughs> and it would have been the best. But I know it doesn't. I did like the moment, though, when um, when Harry's, like, pushing up the floor. So <laughs> John yes. Lithgow's kind of, like, going up and down and up and down. Yes. And so then he starts doing, like, squats. Yeah. To sort of compensate for the the rising floor. So anyway, the neighbour finally leaves and they have the conversation of, are we going to keep him... Uh, also, the subject of is Harry a him is brought up, and and the daughter's like, yes, it's definitely a him, and the mum's like, oh really? How did you know? Actually, don't answer that. Don't <laughs> yep. answer that, please. Which implies <laughs> his penis. Thanks, movie. I don't know why we don't get a shot of that during the movie. Oh well. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Can't I don't know why we didn't. Reason why they wouldn't show that. Yeah, they're like, all right, well, we won't keep Harry to get rich off him. We're just going to let him out into the open. So they do that. They drive him out and they and they let him go. That's also where we get the line where, is it the kid misheard, like, mishears his dad saying Harry? So he's like, Harry. Yep. Which is great. It's like, where is his name? Harry. And the dad's like, it is now. It is now. So they, they try and bribe him into the car with fast food and that's mm. where we talked about he doesn't like the beef burger but he likes the fish burger yes um so he bribes him into the back but then instead of you know immediately driving him to the wilderness and letting him free the rest of the movie has to happen so instead for a good five minutes he goes and consoles his son who is crying because mm. he's attached to the eight foot yeah monster which is, which is fair enough and then while that's happening harry eats all the food and is like well no more food here i'm leaving and he leaves he runs away he runs off and uh and he goes into an- a- another person's house he breaks into someone else's house and he terrifies them yes terrifies them so much that they faint and then he ties them to the roof of the car no 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 he puts them on the roof of the car anyway I like how the kid is now, all these animals have to go away. Uh, The next morning, yeah. 
Yeah, the next morning he's so upset he he opens the door to let their dog run away. I like that. I like that moment as well because that is what a kid would do, though. That's a hundred percent what a kid would do. No. Yeah. No, it isn't. A very stupid kid, maybe. Well, this kid is very stupid. Yeah. Uh, well, clearly getting the wrong message. I don't. I don't know about what child you're raising, Sandra. No, I, but no I, kid of mine's gonna let the fucking dog out. No, it it seemed it seemed realistic. It seemed realistic. Um, okay, I hated this because they're watching TV. Daddy's watching TV, and he's watching this TV show called Jerry Seville, which is way too similar to the name Jimmy Savile, who was a British uh, TV presenter who's a terrible person. And um, yeah, I was just like, oof. That's a big oof. I don't know if he's a real person, but that name is way too similar to my liking. So yeah, on the TV, this this morning presenter, he's he's there and he's like, You're not gonna guess the story today. A woman woke up on the roof of her car and says she was put there by Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> if there was a real Bigfoot, don't you think we would have had him on the show? <laughs> no. What? That would make a terrible fucking get. What? You'd be like an animal, right? You'd have him in a zoo. Uh, what? I don't know. To be honest, about as funny as most shows like that, though. To be fair, the dad goes, man, I hate this guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. so he's meant to be the worst. And he yeah. is. he is. He's awful. So now, yeah, the dad's like, okay, Harry's still in the neighbourhood. I think he mentioned the mm. the area that, that this yep. sighting was. Meanwhile, though, we cut to a French man. The French hunter. Bonjour, mon ami. I want to sniff and lick this fur. Yes, this is sweaty, yucky. Yes, Jacques Lafour. I, uh, I am obsessed with Bigfoot, because of course we had to have some character that was obsessed with Bigfoot. <laughs> as soon as he showed up, I was like, he's going to turn good at the end, and he did. Yes. Yeah, I thought the other guy was going to turn bad. I thought it was going to do a full fl- flip script where the, the good guy becomes the bad guy and the bad guy becomes the good guy, but it was just the bad guy becomes good. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, it's a kid's film. Of course, of course. So, Jacques Lefeur, he is a hunter. He has haunted the, 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 the bears and other things, and this <laughs> voice is the worst I've done on the history of go this on, show. Come on, come on. You really just got to go full ham. Ah. You've got to say he is a picking up a number plate. This is Italian? I don't know. Number plate. And he's like, oh, number plate. This leads to this area. So he goes to the place where the number plate is. And it's the mum. He talks to the mum and the mum's like, oh, that boop So what? he's like, all right, I'm going to go. <laughs> By direct quote. What did you say? Direct quote. It goes all like peanuts where the mum just, it's just like, a, it's just like a musical instrument. She's like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it's a very weird scene. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. I, I do remember that. Um... Oh, I very vividly remember it. <laughs> Uh, Some would say it's the only part of the movie I remember correctly. Yep. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. They they have a talk and he's like, oh, one part of the roadkill, whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, we did we did hit something. And he's like, oh, did it, did it get away? Did it? And she's like, yep, it walked away. So wah, we don't wah, know what wah. happened to it. And then he's like, it walked, did it? 
Uh, and then she's like, yeah, yeah, uh, crawled or, or hopped or whatever. We, we, we didn't see it. It went away. Anyway, mm-hmm. bye. Bye. <laughs> so yeah. she slams the door on him. He goes to the gun store to get some ammo. The gun store just happens to be where daddy works. Yes. And then we have this exposition where the dad, he works, he works for his dad who owns yes. the store. And then the dad is like, oh, yes, that's the hunter that shot this bear. And he points to the big bear, and he's like, "He's the guy who shot that." And I was, I was, I was going to say, "How does he not know there?" Um, he probably doesn't deal with the sales part of the shop. He's probably but just there at the we counter. We literally see him later sell guns. Well, look, uh, it's a bit kids movie. <laughs> Yeah, no, what am I going to say? Why doesn't he know that? Surely he would recognise the person who shot the bear. Like, uh... Well, 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 maybe, maybe, maybe uh, he was sick that day. Actually, no, actually, no. The, the explanation is he doesn't care about this job. He cares about his his drawing and so he doesn't yeah, pay attention yeah. to anything that happens he doesn't retain information okay or he's just an idiot yeah you know what that could be fair that he just never cared enough yeah. or like i feel like he should have recognized the name at least and going mm-hmm. like wait a minute doesn't that name sound familiar and the dad goes yeah he's the one that shot this bear that yeah. sort of thing anyway so then daddy goes to <laughs> he goes to the bigfoot museum uh that's run by this doctor character who becomes more important later on nothing really happens in this scene it's just there to introduce yeah. this character for later so uh he goes to the place he he has to buy some stuff to keep talking to the guy but it was really dumb because the first scene happens where they get through everything he needs to talk about Yes. And then the guy's like, you better leave or are you going to buy something? Oh, yes. And then the next scene, we see him purchased all this stuff. And then leave. We did, And then leave. But we didn't see him talk anymore with him. <laughs> like, and it's not important to the film. So, like, why did he buy all that stuff? Obviously, it's just for the joke. But the joke doesn't work. No. Unless you do it at the start of this conversation. Anyway. We get, we get the line as well where the dad's like, oh, I don't think... Bigfoot exists because, like, you know, no one's ever seen a Bigfoot properly. And the guy's like, well, you live in the city. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen a baby pigeon before. And I don't live too far out from the city. It's this weird line that people always use. And I've mm. seen baby pigeons before. So that line I doesn't I haven't work. Seen a ba- I haven't seen a baby pigeon. Yeah, they're cute little baby pigeons. Oh, I might have seen them. I know, I know there's baby pigeons at my work. Mm-hmm. There's literally a nest up in the corner, like, and they've chirped and other things. I yeah, know yeah. they exist, but I haven't gone and actually seen them. Yeah, no, it's a dumb line. A look at them. It's a dumb line that's in a few movies, and I don't like it. I don't like the line. It's... Yeah. Just because you don't see something doesn't mean it exists. For example, baby pigeons. Oh my, it doesn't work. Baby pigeons, you can, you can see them if you want Whoa. to. If you try hard enough. Yeah. Well, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just because people haven't tried hard enough which i guess is the point it's like if you try hard enough you can see it sort of thing but like we also get to see the adult pigeons Mm. whereas bigfoot we don't see the baby or the adult no and seeing both of those things either one of those things would make you think the other one exists like say an adult pigeon yeah but but saying, oh, you've never seen a baby pigeon, it doesn't mean baby pigeons don't exist, isn't the same as you've, you haven't seen a Bigfoot, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. Mm. No, because I've seen evidence 
of the, the prior thing, because the prior thing has to get to the, the bigger thing. So clearly the prior thing exists. Where if, maybe if you'd only seen baby pigeons, you wouldn't think an adult pigeon existed. Because you didn't know they got bigger. Like, it just it just breaks down once you analyse it. And I yeah, agree. I agree with you, Sandra. Yeah, it makes a, no sense. It's a dumb line. It's a dumb we line. We should have a protest. Uh, okay, weirdest scene in the movie is uh, right now when Harry is exploring the neighbourhood and he sees this woman boiling a chicken and also two old people getting into a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps going between the two of them like, huh? <laughs> what is happening? I don't, well, he doesn't know what's going on. I don't understand that scene, but it is incredible. <laughs> he's in the neighbourhood, and he's just observing what's happening, and he's very confused by all of it. Yeah. On one hand, he sees uh, a murder of a chicken, mm. so he's upset. On the other hand, he sees some old people in skimmy <laughs> swimsuits, and he's also upset, yeah. um, as he he's should be. By both. Uh, but then someone spots him in the trees, and it's like, hey, there's a pervert in the trees <laughs> watching people. <laughs> yep, yep. And then he runs off, and then the police all show up, and uh, it's all it's all leading the hunter closer to where Harry is. Mm. That, that's what all yep. this is. I like how the dad comes home and talks with the mum, and they're like, Oh, yes, we talk about this hunted dude and this guy. And it's like, oh, my God, they're the same person. Oh, my God. And the mom's like, oh, that that devilish fiend or whatever. It's like, oh, The dad has to draw a poster of Bigfoot because his dad's putting together, like, a Bigfoot sighting sort of map thing to help the hunters try and find Harry. Because they want to drum up business for killing Bigfoot. And that as well. So you go there to get your hunting equipment, then find out the areas that he's been spotted in. And yeah, he does that. He draws a really nice poster. It's quite nice. Yeah, there's this whole thing where he's like, I don't want to draw a scary one. I'm going to draw a nice one. Yeah, he draws a nice one. But the dad's like, oh, no, no, no. This is not the right one. What? The the granddad isn't French. No, he is French man. (laughs) What? The, the, the granddad isn't French. The dad of the dad isn't French. What? Yeah, that, I, I don't know which version of the movie you were watching. In my version, the mum sounded like a Peanuts character and the dad was French. <laughs> uh, the granddad or the dad's dad, he draws over the painting and makes it look more angry. And uh, yeah. daddy's like, I'm a quit. Yeah, no, he gets very upset over it. It's a good move. Yeah, which I feel is fair and was a long time coming. And the dad's like, "What? This is the busiest time of the year." And this is this is the bit where I was like, "Okay, this is the the difference." And at the end, they can reconcile their differences, sort nope. of thing. Nope. nope, nope, never happens. So I guess they just never talk to each other ever again. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's probably in anyway. the sitcom. Um... <laughs> the TV show. So uh, he walks home and he sees uh, on the side of the road that there's this like cornered off police area and he just walks through mm. it. I don't know how he did that. I don't know how he crossed yeah. the rope and police weren't like, hey, get off the pavement where there's evidence that you're contaminating. I well, don't he is in a that. He is in a suit. So it makes him look like one of the uh, mm. um, uh, investigators or whatever. Maybe. He also... He also calls one of them by name because one of them just so happens to be Harry. He does do that. So, so he he perhaps lucks his way into this police zone. Yeah, I feel, and it just so happened that they uh, people all the people were distracted by the biker who had apparently seen Bigfoot, 
Um, so we've got all these news reporters around him, and he starts telling this tall tale of how he 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 rode up and encountered Bigfoot, and Bigfoot picked him up and slammed him on the ground, and he's salivating with claws and teeth and yeah, other things. Yeah. Um, and this really pisses off the dad because the dad really cares for Harry for no reason whatsoever. For movie purposes. For movie purposes. So yeah, he crashes the news interview and he's like, that didn't actually happen, did it? This happened and this happened. Yeah, yeah. And, and he like yells at the biker and tells him all this stuff and he just makes up all this stuff. And he's like, this is what actually happened, isn't it? You, you just uh, were distracted by him and hit uh, Paul by accident and then you probably upset him. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? And the, the, the biker being a, a weak wuss is like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's actually what happened. Yeah, he starts crying. Uh, it's yeah. very, very sad. Then all the, guy, the news readers are like, oh, so how did you know all this? Wow, you're just so thing. And the dad's like, oh, I don't like these cameras. I'm going to leave. Yeah. So then, yeah, that night, yeah, Harry walks past a, a tech store with a bunch of TVs <laughs> out front playing that interview. And Harry's like, oh, hey, that's, that's daddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gotta go lick some of that. Mm-mm. Give me some of that daddy. So he goes and grabs a TV screen. Yeah. Gives a good old lick for no apparent reason. Weird whatsoever. moment. Then a cop cut pulls up and he grabs one of the TVs and he throws it at him. I'm like, okay, where'd that come from, Mr. Harry? We get that you're against, like, hunting and eating meat, but you're against the cops now as well? Damn! What a progressive little Bigfoot. (laughs) So the dad comes to save him from the police. Yes. The hunter's there as well, as well. Uh, I liked, I very specifically liked the police chief in this. Because the police chief isn't stupid. Like, 99% of police chiefs in movies. Where he's like... Make sure to use non-lethal force. Oh, yes. Because it's probably just a prankster in a suit. Yes, I do remember that. Which I was surprised the movie, like, it even gave time for that. Normally, I think the movie would have just skipped over that and just we would have seen the police running around chasing things. But it, it, it put out a thing, like, it had a small moment where the police chief was like, no, uh, no lethal force, I don't want a prankster in a suit yeah. to be shot tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which made sense. And I was like, oh my god, this is like the first police chief I can remember, like, in a film like this, a kid's thing, that wasn't very stupid. Yeah, no, th- that was a good moment. I wrote that down as well. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh man, what a, what a smart dude. Um, then we get a pretty solid action sequence where Harry's hiding out in a trash bin that's been, like, picked up by a garbage truck, uh, and the hunter, like, climbs up to have a look inside the trash bin, sees Harry's in there, yep. and Harry knocks him out. Yeah, tries tries to shoot shoot Harry multiple times as um, the dad drives the truck away. Yeah, the dad then jumps into the truck and drives it around while they're both still fighting inside of yeah. the bin. It was a good moment. Although I didn't love the moment where Harry looks into the gun. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that was very stupid. He picks up the gun and then, like, looks into the barrel and is like, ooh, what's in here? And the hunter's like, ha-ha. And he, like, the hunter grabs the other end of the gun that he's about to shoot Harry, like, point blank. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then, of course, the dad breaks and then um, they're all sent flying as the uh, 
the bin like flies out of the picker upper thing and like skids across the ground. Yeah. I did like how they leave the hunter unconscious in the bin to be found by the police, and that then leads into a very funny joke where he's in a holding cell and he's pacing around the room and everyone else in the holding cell because he stinks so much from the trash is trying to keep on the opposite side of the holding cell from him that was a very Mm. cool like visual joke um i i enjoyed that a lot uh near the end of the movie so that was so that was good he is a stinky boy so daddy gets a call from the bigfoot museum guy he comes over for dinner i liked how um they they washed bigfoot because he stank yes he's been in the bin uh, how do they wash this? They go next door and fucking wash him in the pool. They make him dip in the pool. So this poor Nancy, I feel so bad for Nancy. Because she doesn't deserve what happens. I don't feel bad for her. And that's fair, because she is an awful. But I still feel bad if this was any other person. Think about it. What they do, they take over this, like, yeti. This uh, Bigfoot. Yeah. They wash him in the pool. The pool is brown after it. Like, mm. this entire pool is brown and full of his hair. Because we see next morning, this guy, pull like, the pool cleaner, pulls up this giant um, hairball or whatever. Yeah. A real dick move on their part, honestly. But then um, Harry also rips up all this lady's roses. Yep. And it's like, this poor lady, she didn't deserve any of this. I mean, she probably did. She was an asshole. But, like unnecessary property damage to the neighbor's pool. Yeah, they get him ready for dinner, then the doctor comes over for dinner, complains about how there's no meat. Um, he's like, are you mm. guys vegetarians? They're like, oh, it depends on the guest. <laughs> he keeps on talking about how, yes, I own a Bigfoot museum, but look, we all know there's no such thing as Bigfoot. And he's saying this as Harry is slowly walking up behind him. Yep, he's creeping up, and he's like, oh, Bigfoot doesn't exist Imagine having Bigfoot in his house, what he would do, that sort of thing, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, they all they all start laughing at him because uh, yeah. then he turns around and sees, oh my goodness, it's Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. This is the moment I thought he was going to be evil, you know, that he was going to be like, yeah. oh, now I have to try and capture him, take him away. He's my Bigfoot, that sort of thing. You know, I, I spent all these years looking for him, that sort of thing. But no, he's like, no, we need to make sure that we get him out into the, into the wilderness, get back to nature mm. so that he's no longer hunted. Uh, he stays over. He sleeps over the night, which was good. Uh, we get a very annoying scene where Nancy, the neighbor, is unnecessarily racist to her Asian gardener. Yeah. That's <laughs> in this movie for no reason. Because cause Harry's picked all the roses and brings them over to hit on hit on the teenage girl. Ugh. Literally. Because he whacks her at the end and she collapses and he goes, ha ha. They do that joke maybe two times near the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's He great. goes to do something wholesome but doesn't know his own strength so he ends up, like, knocking them over and then he's like, Raggy. Then the the hunter comes uh, over and like investigates these flowers on the ground for the leading there, and then scene. the the Nancy sees him holding the flowers and is like, "Aha! Definitely the culprit that stole my roses, that kidnapped my roses, is still here. Yes. Even though I investigated this this morning, He's still and here. And this one guy. To be fair, it is this one guy creeping around, which is very odd. But 
she comes over and threatens the hunter and then spots Harry in the windows and faints. And faints. And then the hunter's like, oh, what's up there? So he slowly turns his head around just in time for Harry to duck out and for the dad's face to be replaced. <laughs> yep. In the window. Um, In the wall. To the window, to the wall, to the old dad in the, the floor. The floor, <laughs> Yep. So anyway, uh, they all jump into the doctor's car, including Harry, to go to the Wilderness Reserve, while the hunter uh, steals their car, the family car, and we get a very slow car chase, and I love slow car chases. It's uh, the dumbest car chase. So they speed off onto the highway, but the highway's banked up. Mm Mm-hmm. And so behind them, we see the hunter catching up, and he's ducking through traffic. He's going into the, uh, uh, like the pit stop lane, whatever it's called. Yep, emergency. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the emergency side lane. But then <laughs> a cop car comes through. <laughs> and Harry's like, oh. <laughs> but then. With all this open space between them, the hunter's like, oh, I can get through. So he starts driving through, and they're like, oh, no, he's catching up. What are we going to do? So um, Harry puts his head out the window and uh, starts screaming. <laughs> yep. But his screams sound just like the police siren. So yep. everyone gets out of the way again. Everyone drives out of the way because they think it's a police they siren it's a police again. Car and they drive on through. And uh, and and the, the the hunters stuck in traffic. Seriously, the dumbest thing. See, this is what I thought the whole film would be like, though. It was this dumb yeah, scene. I yeah. thought this would be the whole film, and it wasn't. And I'm disappointed because I loved this scene. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it was very stupid. Very stupid. <laughs> so they head to the reserve, uh, and they say goodbye to Harry. Um, and mm. and Harry, you know, he he walks off into the forest, uh, just as the hunter arrives and sees the footprints, and is like, "Oh, footprints! I'm going to follow." So the whole family are like, "Oh no." He's going to end up catching up to Bigfoot. So they all spread out in the forest, making as many footprints as they can, which was very smart to throw him off. And uh, though, why did they have these casts of his footprints? I guess it's because they took the scientist's car. Oh, yeah. The, 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 like, head museum's car. So he just had the casts of his footprints. So then Harry's hiding up in a tree and sees the hunter. So he jumps down. I didn't understand that. I was like, "What? why is he jumping down and not just hiding? Yes, so Harry's hiding, but he sees the hunter, and I think he's, uh, he gets upset with the hunter because the hunter's wielding a gun yeah, or something, and the hunter's, like, looking for the dad, and he's, like, thinking about the dad, and he's like, I want to protect the family from this guy or so- something like that. Yeah, so he jumps down, and, and they have a bit of a fight. The doggo comes to the rescue, tries to gnaw at the hunter, but hunter's like, no, 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 and picks up the Jack Russell and throws him and, and Harry yep. has to catch it. Yeet. And then we get the dumbest moment in the film just like in Mortal Kombat where the hunter is like, uh, I know how to defeat this giant thing. I'm gonna uh, kick him in the nuts. It makes way more sense in this movie though. Yes. Oh, and they've already established that he's got... He has a penis. Yes. You see, they uh, they set it up and then they knocked it down. Quite Clever. literally. Because they need him in the balls or kicked him. Whereas Goro, we don't even know if he has genitalia. I guess yeah. he does because uh, mm-hmm. um, he go, he gets defeated by that. But um, yeah. that's just a thought for you, 
Maybe he has extra. Oh, three balls. Because he has extra arms, you know, extra pair of arms. Oh, he's got four balls. (laughs) Yep. Mmm, that's all up on our Patreon if you want to check that episode out. (laughs) Yep, anyway. Um... Uh, Harry then puts on like a mean face, which then turns into a pain face as he feels the pain. I liked it only because I thought of it like a, a, a monkey, you know, the pain doesn't quite get to them first, like a like a gorilla. You can actually shoot a gorilla, like there's, there's hunter cases where you shoot a gorilla and then it keeps going at you fighting because it doesn't realize it's dead yet. Yeah, that's true. That sort of thing. Sort of a slow reaction to the pain. But um, I'm pretty sure the movie isn't this smart and they just wanted to do a funny face. I, yeah, I think so. Stupid thing. Then the hunter gets captured off screen. Yeah. It gets caught by the family off screen and they're going to hurt him or something. But Harry's like, no. Uh, the dad the dad threatens to kill him. Yes. Because he doesn't want the hunter to, to kill Harry. Yeah. So he threatens to kill him first. But Harry's like, no, 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 no murdering for anyone. And he starts patting the hunter like a dog. Yep. So graciously, so tenderly that the hunter's like, oh, I'm sad. And he turns good. The hunter turns good. Yep. There's a hug. There's a handshake. They hug it. They handshake. They're like, hey, we're friends now. You saved my life. Immediately called that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the beginning of the film, because that was obviously always going to happen. Well, I thought the sci- the the scientist guy, the uh, museum guy, was going to turn evil, but nope. I wrote down in my notes, I'd ship Lithgow and Harry Uwu. You, sh- you ship Lithgow and Harry? I'd ship Daddy and Harry. That's fair. I just wrote that down, because I think there's a nice moment when they're saying goodbye and i was like what if they just kissed right now (laughs) (laughs) idiot (laughs) i hate you said that harry harry says uh because the dad says you be safe you stay hidden that sort of thing you know and harry goes okay Ugh. 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 yeah very dumb hated that moment i also hated how then the dad goes back to stand with his family who was standing on like the side of a mountain and the green screen is the worst. Oh, I didn't I didn't notice that. I just just for some reason it just didn't look right to me at all. But anyway, that's the end of the movie. Oh, no, 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 there's one last thing. Well, there is one last thing. Cuz as he walks away into the sunset from around the trees appear three more Bigfoot who were just standing still and you didn't notice and then they just start moving and you're like, whoa, Whoa. there's one, whoa, there's another and then finally a little one pops up and they all run after him, presumably his family that were there the whole time. And it ends with the line where they're like, oh, what now, Mr. Hunter? You're not going to do Bigfoot, what now? And the hunter's like, there's always Loch Ness. And then the movie ends. (laughs) Yep. That is the movie, Harry and the Hendersons. Is it an oldie? Is it a goodie? I... Oh, the thing is, it's not bad. It's actually a pretty decent kids movie. Um, I'd show it to a kid. Yeah, I'd also show it to a kid. Kind of boring at points. Yeah, as an, as an adult, it, it's rather boring. Yeah. It's a, it's a kids movie, so you can, get, you can get a bit bored at moments. Yeah, it wasn't ridiculous enough. It... Well, I was expecting it to be, you know, kind of Mac and Me-esque. That's probably just because that's the kid film that I compare all other weird 80s kid films to. But yeah, I was kind of expecting it to be weird like that, and it wasn't. I'll rate it a goodie, just because I'd suggest a kid to watch Okay. It, you know. Well, if you're going to give it a goodie, then I'm going to give it an oldie. It deserves both, I think. Oh, wow. You're going to give it an oldie. But it's like three stars, you know? It's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, oldie's not necessarily bad. It's just old. 
it's a bit dated, and I wouldn't watch it yeah. again. When he goes, hey, hey, hey. Ooh, that's definitely an oldie. Uh, just like Bill Cosby, I was, I was like, oh, that's 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 a bad reference. You should reference that. Yeah, references to Cosby and Savile in one yeah, movie. Yeah, Ugh, yeah. gross. Ugh. Disgusting. Anyway, that's the movie. Uh, as I mentioned, there isn't a sequel, but there is a TV sitcom that ran for three seasons, 1991 to 93. The actor who plays Harry actually returned for the first season, um, but I think he died after they filmed the first season, which is quite sad. Oh, that is sad. Uh, and then he was replaced. But yeah, I never want to watch any of this show, but it exists. No. Cool. Tropes. Tropes? Yeah, tropes or, or add and remove. One of them. I'll do I'll do add and remove first. Uh so what I would add, um Yeah, that uh I, as I talked about, the the society. I wanted to dig more into why why there was more of them. Maybe at the end there we could have a bit where they return him to their society and they have that sort of thing. That's a good one. More of a sci-fi angle. I like that. I want them to be aliens that traveled here from a different world. That sort of thing. Just go full ET. Alright. What would you remove? I would remove the granddad, because he had no importance to the movie whatsoever. (laughs) Fair enough. And it was very disappointing where he didn't come back at the end to be like, we resolved that. I would add... I would add maybe just, like, more hijinks. Because I think there are Mm. some hijinks at the start and then hijinks at the end, but the middle's just kind of people asking about where Bigfoot is. I just want the whole movie just to be hijinks. That will probably make mm. it a bit more tiring, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna add that. I think that'd be good. And then I'm gonna remove the bad driving during the opening credits because it was very like yeah, very bad driving, very bad driving. And like, if it's a kids' movie, you're trying to you know, it's not it's not a good thing well, for kids to see. Blade is a bad thing because he hits Harry, right? Yeah, but then kids are gonna be like, oh, but if I drive badly through the woods and I'll find my oh, own Bigfoot, then you'll get to hit a Harry and get a Harry friend as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's terrible you're gonna teach kids to drive through the woods at high speed so they hit yetis so that's what i'm adding and removing all right we'll move on to tropes it's a list of tropes from uh the year that we are adding to and taking away from and doing a whole bunch of things just to see how tropey this movie is compared to the other films of 87 first trope is is the movie bad porridge you'd better believe this is bad porridge next trope dumb characters all of them. All of them at all. Not a single one is smart through this entire film, I think. No. Bad guy from foreign country, he's got a French accent, so I would assume... Yeah, literally, literally, yes. <laughs> yep. Although the good guys live, indeed. I want to add something which is only for kids' movies, bad person becomes good per Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 that's a good trope. Yeah, yeah, yep, definitely. Only for kids, bad guy turns good, because uh, I think that's something that we're going to be seeing a lot, particularly as we enter the summer period of films. Uh, good guy sacrifices themselves? No. Um, you could say the dog sacrificed themselves at the yep. hunter, but... Not really. Not really, but I'll count nope. it. Generator slash power outage. I mean, it's more just general destruction of house. Yeah, I'd say no. I'd say no. There was no love interest or anything in this film, thankfully, so none of that. It doesn't get any of those. Oh, I don't know. Daddy and Harry had some chemistry. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Uh, were there dead mm. animals? There were a lot of dead animals, but yes, it was anti-dead animals. Yes, but... They literally shot a rabbit at the start of the movie, and I can't forgive you for that one. <laughs> Is it a ripoff of other famous movies? Yep, E.T. It's a ripoff of E.T. Yep. Uh, it pretty heavily steals from E.T. a bit. Uh, vehicle breaks down or crashes or stops working? I don't think a vehicle ever 
crashes so hard that it stops working, though. It definitely crashes. Well, the bumper falls off. That's pro- That's definitely a crash. That's a crash. Because it crashes into Bigfoot. It doesn't stop working, it just crashes. Alright. That's the first part. It crashes or stops working. You're right. So it does crash. It gets that one. Yes. Slow motion. Every time Harry has to jump off something at slow motion because they don't know how to do it. Perfect. And make it look good. Uh, song with a title of the movie in it. No, but there should have been. Nope. Yep. In fact, the ending credits song was awful, and I laughed a lot during it. But it didn't have the it didn't have the title of the movie in it. I turned it off almost immediately. <laughs> Noticeable green screen at the end. I think I noticed some green screen. So yes, mm-hmm. you mentioned that. So yep. I I noticed I noticed outside the car as the car was driving. Quotation marks. It had oh, that yeah. classic like CGI outside. Oh yeah. Being knocked on the head and falling unconscious. A lot of people fall unconscious from fainting, but Harry does fly off the car, hit his head, and fall unconscious because of that. That he does. Un- for no reason, so absolutely. Unfunny jokes where the joke is that it's unfunny? I don't think so. No. I don't I don't think there was deliberately any unfunny jokes. No. They were all meant to be funny. And it doesn't really get the rest of these. It doesn't have font that does the thing it describes in the title. Uh, it doesn't yep. have any narration. Oh, no. It, it does have it, narration just at the start. I wrote that down because the dad has some narration. Yep. Uh, there's no dubbed over dialogue that they forgot to record that's super obvious. It doesn't end yep. with a freeze frame and it doesn't have spooky, scary graffiti. Although I think that should just be for horror. I don't know why that's in the general section. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Cool. All right. So it got a few of them. It got a few of them. And we have added bad guy turns good. Any other tropes from this that you want to add? I don't think so. Nope, that's perfect. That's it. All right, which means moving on to... Raving Reviews! I hate it so much. <laughs> it's time for Raving Reviews. It's a part of the show where we get reviews from Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, not the critics' reviews, but the audience reviews, because everyone knows that the audience is way smarter than the critics. That's just a fact. No, no, no. This is not it. The scores are between 0.5... And five. Are you ready, Sandra? Yes, let's go. All right. So, Ellie says, and I'm just going to do this voice for this one review because I really wanted to do it for this one, okay? Ellie says, Harry, 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 Harry. (laughs) Okay, I see why you were doing the voice. (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) That's going to be five stars. There's no way that's not five stars. It's five out of five. Harry, 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 Harry. (laughs) That's a good one, I guess. <laughs> oh, there's some good ones. There's some good ones. All right. Okay. Kristen says, I'd give it fewer stars if I could. Wow. I wonder what that could possibly be. <laughs> Is it 0.5, Zach? It's 0.5. <laughs> we got Jackie. Jackie. Who says, lol, funny. This flea bag is a gas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have put an accent. <laughs> This flea bag is a gas. a gas. Flea bag is a gas. Is that it? Yep. No. <laughs> um, Lol, funny, full stop. This flea, flea bag, bag is, is a gas. gas. I'm going to say stop. four. I don't think that's a full five star review. Oh, nice. Yes, it's a four. I thought you'd go for five out of five again, but you got that one. Three you for three. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing very well today. Very Hell yeah. well. I'll have to turn it up a little bit. Oh, no. All right. Robin says childhood classic mm. come on doesn't get better than 
Bigfoot! Explanation mark, explanation mark, explanation mark. Oh, a lot of explanation mark. And also, uh, it doesn't get better, assumes nothing's better than this movie, which assumes a five-star review. But it's not! It's four out of five! Mm. So clearly there's something better than Bigfoot, Robin! (laughs) You dick! (laughs) I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was there for a reason. As soon as he said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had to put it in, because Robin, if it doesn't get better than Bigfoot, why did you rate it four out of five? Unless Unless he's comparing it to another Bigfoot film, but he doesn't reference that. No. So all I can assume is that there is stuff better than Bigfoot. That is a rude review. Charlie says, hmm, didn't like the far-fetched, light-hearted treatment of this particular subject. What else did you think you were going to get? It's a kid's movie called Harry and the Hendersons. Yes! Yes. Oh, sorry, I I wanted to do this one. Mmm, didn't like this far-fetched, light-hearted treatment of this particular subject. That is... That is awful. I hate that. What? Yeah. Why? Why didn't you like it? It's Bigfoot. It's made up. It's clearly like a Bigfoot fanatic. Yeah, you know, clearly. That has like obsessed their life over Bigfoot and has looked this up and is like, what? Well, then, They're treating it like a joke. You should watch... What's the name of that movie? I saw it a few years ago. The Man Who Killed Bigfoot and then Hitler. Or, no, no, no. The Man Who Killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Mm. It's a great movie. You'll probably like it. Uh, so I'm going to say that's probably a two-star review. Two stars. Ah, oh, that's one out of five. One out of five. One out of five. All right, all right. Uh, we have Clinton. Read my review here at http colon slash slash www.nobadmovie.net slash 2010 slash 10 slash Arian dash and dash Henderson's dot html. Haven't we gotten something from this person before? Nope. Okay. But uh, we've definitely had someone else put their link to their review before. Check out that review if you want. I'm going to say it's three stars. It's three stars. Well done. (laughs) I was not expecting you to get that one. Um, All right. uh, Rick says PG-13 for strong language, sexual humor, and some scary moments. I mean... There's one dick, well, two, including the nut punch. Yep. All right. There was a bit of language in this movie, though. I did notice that. Yes. Um, yeah, there was some strong language. I can't go higher than a three. So I'm just going to go three again. It's five out of five. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yep. All right. Yep. I don't know why Rick just put the PG rating and explaining it. Now I have to go to my second favorite uh, <laughs> review. Uh, the last two. We have John. Which he's an absolute mad lad, by the way. Just letting you know, John. he says a movie showed regularly in hell to the worst sinners. <laughs> <laughs> yes, John. <laughs> absolute savage, this John. That's zero point five. It's zero point five. What an absolute oh. savage! I've got five points. I don't think I've ever gotten higher than five. So let's see if we can get this last one. And we got the final one. The final one. Mm, no. Ooh, you're going to love this one. Alex says, easily one of the best films I've ever, ever seen. The rating was by accident. Nate is watching me as I type this. What <laughs> could this be then? <laughs> one star? 0.5. Is it two? Is it just 
three? Is it something in the middle? It's not five out of five. No, because the rating was by accident. The rating's by accident. It's going to Nate, be... Nate's, Nate's watching me as I type this. Nate, why didn't you fix the rating? What are you doing, Nate? You one job. All right. I'm going to go to one. It's one out of five. Hey. You got it again. I cannot believe it. Well, because I was like, what does it default to? I don't think it defaults to a particular rating. Mm. But it's going to be in the lower section, but I feel like it's more effort to put 1.5 than 1. So, 1. You know? Low effort, 1. Anyway, well, that's the episode. There we go. Wow. Um, Harry and the Hendersons. We were looking forward to this one, and uh, we just did it. So, there we go. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Not as crazy as I was hoping, but alright. It was fine. It was fine. Good kids film. And I think it's a good way to kind of ease ourselves into the big blockbusters, which we're probably going to be getting into pretty soon. Speaking of. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'll, um, you've got my options for next week, but we'll do that in a second, because first I do have to let everyone know, Patreon is a thing. If you want to help keep the lights on for the show, you can uh, go to the link in our um, episode description to our Patreon, sign up there, or just patreon.com forward slash oldiebuttergoodypod. Uh, yeah, most recent bonus episode is on American Ninja 2, The Confrontation, which was an alternate option from a few weeks ago about brainwashing ninjas. So a lot of fun. That's up there. Also, we're on uh, Facebook. We're on Instagram. We've got a YouTube channel. We're on all the podcast platforms. Link in the episode description. And uh, yeah, I've got I've to pick next week's episode because that's how this show works. So your choices. Yep. We have The Believers. Martin Sheen helps the police to investigate a bizarre cult-like murder. Oh, I like cult-like murders. Yeah, the believers. Yeah, that sounds uh, right. could be right. Could be we right. have million-dollar mystery. <laughs> yeah, a chili eater dies, uttering a clue to find four million <laughs> people. Then go looking for it. Oh. I don't know why it isn't one million dollars. It's specifically four specifically millions, four? but it's called a million dollar. Why isn't it called four million dollar mystery? That's a pretty long title, though. To be fair, it is. But like, just make just make the reward one million. Yeah, instead of four million. That is a weird. That feels like that should have been picked up earlier in like the production of that movie. Predator. Oh, maybe, maybe the movie was called Four Million Dollar Mystery, and they shortened it later on in yeah, production. Probably because also like, like if you're looking for Predator. Like... Arnie tries to get to the chopper. The the witches of Eastwick. What? Pop icon cheer and friends are visited by Jack Nicholson, who says he'll get their wishes at a cost. Oh, they're two separate movies. Oh yeah, they're two separate movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I skipped over the Predator because you know you didn't want to. You didn't want to <sighs> say on that one. Look. I've never skipped over an Arnie film. It's the Predator. It's the Predator. Come on. It's the Predator. Ah, he's got to get to the chopper. I don't think we've never skipped one. And obviously I'm not going to skip Predator. It's incredible. Um, but I'm very interested in Million Dollar Mint. No, not uh, Predator. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there was the, uh, the Witches of Eastwick, which I was half doing my Arnold voice. Yeah. I don't know if you heard that. It was Witches, the of, I mean, yeah. Cher, Jack Nicholson, could be all right, but you can't go past Predator, obviously. No. It's a classic. We got to get to the chopper. Do it! Do it now! Ah. Oh, great. Arnie impressions coming back. Haven't done them in at least a month. All right, cool. We'll, uh, we'll then we'll wrap it up as we usually do with the best quote from Harry and the Hendersons. What do you have? Mine is, holy fucking shit, this fucker's dead, Dad. 
You fucking got him. You slammed him with your car. He's just... You fucking caught him, Dad. <laughs> He's wrecked. Great. He's also a fucking Yeti, Dad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeti and Bigfoot are... They're different things. Uh, Bigfoot. Big it's going to annoy a lot of people, but also I'm going to keep it in to annoy the said people so that we get engagement on YouTube. They're also not that dissimilar. They're it's not. the same sort of they're thing. They're not. It's just the colour of fur, right? Yeah. Um, my favourite quote is a quote from the mum. Uh, I think she's quite an underdeveloped character in the movie, but she's got this one line that I really liked, and I think it like really hit to the core of the film, and that is... Wah, 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 wah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 